Go Loud presents Murder Most Irish. Find it first on the Go Loud app and on all major podcast platforms. Have no opinion. We have 12 naked bald babies and their blue eyes <laughs> and their beautiful children. They all called Jose. They're uh, gone very quiet. Yeah. And Carlos? Have they taken No, they came out and gave a statement because they're having another She's baby. pregnant again. again. Her fanny must be hanging out of her. Absolutely Oh not. no, she's um, getting C-sections. They are giving her what the men call the extra stitch. She's probably getting C-sections as well. Too posh to push. Remember that whole thing where people the misogyny too posh to push where it was like well maybe they just don't want to rip their bodies apart and oh, they yeah. want to get a c-section too posh to push too posh to push we well, still no. have to push like and also in Poland everybody has a c-section so yeah like no other option unless you're like the baby's coming and they like can't me. stop it yeah Lily uh, flew out of me at 175 miles per hour standard in Poland along with some poo <laughs> Anna said for both her kids she said c-sections Kasia had c-sections they all had c-sections mad mm. Poland now with their horrible abortion laws peace everything's in hell it's not though do you know what's not in hell welcome to this week's episode of Murder Most Irish I got nothing episode 85 7,220 feels like 85 I, I'm having a Emma is having a I don't, having a, I don't, I don't want to be on a podcast I don't know what's wrong with me yes. I think it's because I know what's wrong with you I'm in my funny funny week of like I want to go away yeah you're in that you've gone to work today yeah. and you've been like I'm on holidays yeah my mindset is like oh we're going away we're going away we're going away we're going away. You know like we're going to, we're just going to New York been to New York before but it's just because I'm actually going on a holiday we're going on a holiday like a proper uh, we, we were on a holiday we'll holiday in, we'll go in here at 2pm in the day and just get locked Yes. That kind of holiday. Yes. See, I got down my system last week. So yeah. I've, in my head now, I went into work today <laughs> super early. And I was like, right, let's do this. You want to go four days for all the work that yeah. you pretended to do last week. I've got, I was looking at my shit today and I was like, oh my God, I have so much crap to do before mm-hmm. I go. Like, you know that thing where you're like, you don't stop. You're just like, because you just have so much shit to do. But it'll be grand because then on Friday, nope, Saturday, we'll be on a little plane. Yeah, plane. but Friday we're not in work. I'm not working Friday now. So there. No, I'm off on Friday. Just get COVID tests. <laughs> Getting COVID tested <laughs> for and Lads, to if you States. believe in anything, will you say a little prayer? Light a little candle towards in the church. I might actually do a COVID test now. Uh, oh, say a do it live on the air. I'm going to do a COVID test. I did mine uh, earlier on. I'm positive. <laughs> oh, okay, can't, no, no, I no, can't no, I can't take the stress of it all um, but yeah imagine if it's positive anyway other than the fact that you're you've tapped out I've sincerely tapped out uh, what else going on nothing what you do all weekend what did I do oh when I tell you I did nothing was it great? It was great. Yeah. I did nothing all weekend. I sat my arse. Colin got it. Oh, also Colin told me to let everybody know he's blonde. 
Yeah, Colin has blonde hair now. I had to tell everybody that Colin has blonde hair now. So there you go. Looks like a real alien going to mass on a Sunday. <laughs> Send him a message. Be like, well done. Well done, Colin. Congratulations on your blonde hair, sir. I dyed his hair. Sarah did. She did a great job. Everybody should say congratulations to me. Sarah's gonna... For once again... Sarah does not have to do my hair, but I know Sarah's going to do that thing where she's like, why are you doing your hair? Your hair needs to be done. If I don't let her do it. Yeah, I'm doing your hair. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> she's doing it, lads. Oh, jeez, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> this is excellent podcasting from Sarah Jane and Emma. Oh my God. Fuck me. That's I'm nasty. like Dean. Uh, it's always sunny. Do you guys ever. <laughs> Her ability to fake gag is insanely good. Yeah. That girl is hilarious. She, oh my god, Caitlin Olsen is so funny. Like so funny, like, um, and she's like one of probably one of the best things about Sony Sony Philadelphia. And I also appreciate that they didn't appreciate they didn't make her like the serious character. You know, there is there is a, an ensemble cast of men. The woman is always like, "What are you guys doing?" Yeah. Whereas she's just a horrible, awful person, and I love her. Yeah, that is actually a. I watched the episode of the night with her and Charlie are doing steroids. <laughs> so good. I love D. Also, I'm amazed that show people on that show have not been cancelled. Like that type, that show has gotten away with so much. Yeah, that's true. So much. How was your week, dude? What did you do? Weekend, what did you do? You went swim swim? Um I went so me and Keelan or Dinky Inc. went out to Acapulco. Going loco down in Acapulco. I used to love Acapulco. If it takes too long. I've been there ages, actually. Um, so me and uh, Keelan went and we had dinner in Acapulco. Oh, excuse me. And then we went out drinking. I didn't go because I'm a miserable cunt. This is true. Yep. Keelan said to me, is she okay? I, was like, I hate myself and I hate all my clothes and I hate everything. That's what I was doing. Keelan was like, is she okay? And I was, I just went to her. Ah, she's ah, Emma. I said, I said you have to take the swings around now. <laughs> I said if you get caught up in this nonsense now, you just you just have to let her go. You won't be friends. Let her do her thing. She started to laugh at me. I said that's the reason why we're friends so long. <laughs> just accept that she's. I come to accept these moments. She's completely insane. Um, and she was like, "Oh, but like when we send her a picture, and that like will she be fine. sad?" And no. I was like, "I was really, I was really happy." I, was I hope like, she, no. I hope she had a great night. I was like, "If I send her a picture of me now, she'd be like, oh my god, you look lovely.'" Yeah, of course I was. Um. So anyway, we went to Acapulco. We had a beautiful dinner. Then we went back to Dakota Bar. Dakota Bar. Although I don't know if it's called Dakota Bar. I think the front of it is Dakota, and I think the back of it is something else. Because the back of it is on Georgia Street, and the front of it is on what's the street with lemon on it. Seth William Street? Yeah. I'm not sure if I know what, what Dakota Bar is. Anyway, we went there and it was nice. Was it? Um, yeah, it was cool. It was actually a really nice bar. And we um, had a, a good time. But when we were... I, I told you this already. But the oddest thing happened when we were walking to that bar where that guy just like... Oh, yeah. Just like walking down the street and that guy was like, Hey, uh, he- hello, hey girls. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to beg. So I literally went to take out my wallet. Yeah. And he was like, uh, do you want to buy any cocaine? Uh, <laughs> any ke- and then he, I was like, huh? And he was like, uh, any ketamine? No, like, no, sir. What? And I know I shouldn't. Maybe I, maybe this is very judgmental of me. But I was like, what do I look like? <laughs> well, like, I, I think, were your tattoos out? Yeah. Yeah, and Keelan's tattoos were outside. That's really what it was. 
Um, I think people always presume that people who are quite heavily tattooed are doing drugs, which is very odd. I don't really get that, but that's always the presumption if you look like in any way different. No one ever believes, and no one, anyone I've ever met in my life other than you or and Graham yeah. and like my family never believe me when I'm like, I've never taken a single illegal yeah, like, substance. Yeah, I remember when I worked in River Island. drugs I've ever taken are ones that a doctor has yeah. prescribed for me. When I worked in River Island when I was very young, um... I remember I was in the canteen one day and they were talking about drugs and I wasn't getting involved in the conversation because I didn't do drugs and then they were asking me and I was like I don't I've never done drugs and they were like yeah yeah, right. whatever and I was like I've literally never touched drugs they would not believe me mainly because I was friends with that fucker well I get he's that. gonna cut that out now I'm friends with Collie <laughs> I was friends with Collie let's see Sarah oh, okay. did you see that woman uh, it was on the RT News today that has been her trial is now starting 26 year old woman for the murder of a two year old in Cork in 2019 and when I was reading it I presumed she was the baby's mother but she's not oh I know this story yeah and I was trying to figure out and I was going through and I was trying to figure out what is this woman to this child I believe she was just a next door neighbour what the fuck dude? and I believe it was like a house party Oh. If I remember the story correctly, because I didn't know that that story was in the news today. Yeah, yeah. But I, I remember the story it. at the time, and I remember it being like really convoluted and confusing. Yeah. And I remember there was a house party, and this woman ended up in a house or ended up with this baby and killed it while you know, she was with it. You know it. what's insane? Is that she, this woman that's being uh, tried. She just had a baby. Yeah. So someone went and had sex with a person that is being convicted for the murder of a two-year-old. Yeah, I do believe that. The, I don't believe the case is very clear cut. No, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, I, couldn't really I don't understand think it. that she's going to be. I, I felt I found fe- guilty. I have no idea. Um, I, I, I remember even it. when the story broke. I remember it being like, like the mother was arrested first, and then the mother was like, "I wasn't oh, even in the room." Do you that, remember? Yes. Now I remember that because I was just reading it today. And I was like, fuck me. I couldn't and understand. And they were like, dancing houses in Cork. Yeah. And they lived right beside yeah. each other. I couldn't understand what had happened. And I was like, how? How does this happen? Because mm. usually when that happens, unfortunately, it's one of the parents usually that carries out yeah. the act. Um, but it's fucking crazy. It's insane. Sorry, I didn't mean to start talking about that after Zina got her head bumped. But that's just... No, you're fine. Made me think of babies. Um, made me think of the babies. Do you remember... Do you know what I found out yesterday and I what? did not notice? Do you remember the land before time? The little girl? Her fucking father murdered yeah, her. Yeah, it was a murder-suicide. Poor little thing. Like... Yeah. Whenever I hear and that And she voice. was... She'd been taken... She'd been essentially... He, he kidnapped her. Uh, did he murder the mother? Murder, no. Yeah, it was, yeah, he murdered yeah, all murdered of them. The murder, oh, but like, she'd reason. been taken into Child Protective Ser- Services because she was showing real symptoms of having like... Domestic, like Psychologically showing symptoms of being like domestic and physical abuse like um, mental and physical abuse she's pulling out her own eyelashes she's 10 years of age she was so little was she 8? I think she, she was between eight, 8 or 10 I think she was quite very, um, very young like I was like what the fuck yeah because I remember seeing years ago I remember there was that website that I can't remember the name of anyway there used to be this website where they'd have like random facts and I remember seeing her gravestone and I've been like and then they were like the girl that played art. Was the ones that had all the like people's autopsies and everything? I can't remember. All I remember is it used to just bring up really random weird facts. It was when I was in college. It's just your brain. No. Could be. Yeah. It's just your brain. Potentially could like, be, yeah. This is your baby documentary again. Well, no. I was lied to about that baby documentary. <laughs> so technically that was not my fault. I was whoever lied to me about it on the internet. Do you think you're a toxic person? Potentially could be. Uh, potentially could be, yeah. No. 
Now potentially. <laughs> Um, should we do housekeeping? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, so just to let you know, as you might know, because we've talked about it every 15 fucking seconds, Sarah Jane and I are going to New York this week. So you're not getting an episode next week. But we're vlogging. You're not getting an episode the week after that, potentially, because we'll be back and we'll be tired. But we are going to do vlogs, which if for the unknown people that don't know is a video blog. We're doing a video blog. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, 30 year old. Uh, so we're going to do some vlogs. We'll do some lives, I'm sure, when we're drunk. So here's what I said. I said on Twitter today, oh. Emma and SJ are off to NYC this week. You may, we may, They may have mentioned it a number of times over the past couple of months. A couple hundred. Uh, we're going to vlog. Yes, vlog. Vlog, baby. Whilst we are away. Anything you guys want to see, be prepared for SJ to take the piss throughout the entire thing. Did anybody reply? Yes. Uh, this actually, this actually made me laugh so much. Uh, quality uh, content here, folks. Why? We're just reading out Twitter comments. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is quality. So, um, Kizzle said, "Can't wait. You should listen to you know that song, Halas You know, on and on. It's at the beginning of Hackers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like, listen to that by Orbital." As the plane is coming into New York, New York like hackers, <laughs> and I just said, "Hack the planet!" They're trashing our rights. Although they'd hate us, people. No, I'm doing it like. Hate us. Uh, and then she said, "They're trashing our rights." They're trashing our rights. Um, I love that she gets that. <laughs> um, and then someone said, "Lauren said bagel reviews, food oh, reviews yes, in general. Yes. Other than that, just general activities. Everything will be entertaining. Maybe not the plane journeys, though. Godspeed, Sarah Jane. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to see someone shit. I think we should like, vlog me on the plane. Feet. <laughs> I mean, we can. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I think it's going to be okay. I think you're going to be totally fine. I think so once too. we don't get like severe turbulence and stuff like that, we should once be okay. There isn't a rush in the airport. I mean, okay. There won't be a rush in the airport. Do you know why there won't be a rush in the airport? Also, do you know who you're going on holidays with? This bitch. No rushing in the airport. Oh, but there will be if it's mad busy. Listen, can everybody who's going away on Saturday just not go? Because I oh, don't have show time. Show up at your designated fucking this time. This is happening. This is like, because uh, this is literally what's happening. But you can understand because what's happening is they're like, just show up at this time. And then you've got the news going, crazy scenes at Dublin Airport. So then everyone's panicking. Anyway, we won't miss our flight. It'll be grand. I wrote Colin is blonde. Once again, I just said it. Uh, Colin is blonde. He's very happy with her. Um, also, this week's Patreon, we went on a drive. And we answered some questions. Yeah, well, no, we didn't. Colin, Colin did. answered some questions Colin about us. Colin answered questions about us. And then Steve's 10 second movie review, which made me piss myself laughing. Please listen which to one, that. Which one? Which one? With the, it's the one about um, the desert, the dune one. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, next week, as we said, Patreon's going to be the vlogs. Patreon's vlogs and next week there is an episode because we're recording now. Oh wait, it's no, it's Wednesday. Week? Yeah, you're not getting an episode next week and you probably won't get an episode the week after because we're not back until Saturday morning and, well, I mean, maybe. Well, we'll I'm see. not going to work on Monday. We'll see. We'll see how you well, I don't have time to write a story. That's what I'm saying. You're not getting shit. If you do, it'll be late in a week. It, it won't be on time. Fucking deal with it, right? But yes, that's all the housekeeping I have. I have no more housekeeping. No more housekeeping. It's all done. Oh. I have like three things that are clearly not housekeeping. Let's check. Oh. oh, we're clear, baby. It's in the clear. Do you like a uh, YouTube? Hang on. No, don't take a picture of me. No, really calm down. I hate myself. Stupid bitch. You hate yourself. I hate myself. I don't want to be perceived. <laughs> don't be. <laughs> Stop fucking perceiving me. Right, I took a picture. It's clear. Look. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't have Miss Rona. I watched uh, the news. The new. What's that show called? The Morning Show. I finished it finally. Which one's the morning Season show? Season two. Sarah, do you like that? 
With Jennifer Aniston. I can't make myself like it. Yeah, I, I do don't actually, know what it is. I've tried so yeah, hard. Do you know what it is? What? I'm going to tell you what it is. Tell me. It's because it. You know when you watch a show and the main character is ter- is a terrible person. Yeah. This takes it to a whole other level. There is not a single redeeming character. But I in like this, this show. Thing, I no, like no, no, no. These are like they're like severely unlikable. Unlikely. Unlikable. Like Alex Levy, who's Jennifer Aniston's character, is just an intolerable entitled and they do this thing in the show where they try and make you like her oh but it's not working it's made it's supposed to be set during like when Rona is breaking but they all have the iPhone Pro Max 13 yeah the people don't fact check this stuff at all and it really bothered me continuity is not and you know how I am about that stuff it really bothered me I was like that phone wasn't (laughs) in did you hear about the Amber Heard thing and the foundation thing I saw the makeup company came out and were like, came this out. wasn't released until blah, blah, blah. This did not get released. Like, how bad are things <laughs> when the ma- when a make a concealer yeah. makeup company are like, we want nothing to do with this are like, and her. So, yeah. Um, we didn't make this until the year after. That was not available for you to be wearing constantly. Oh God, that whole thing is a mess. Could you imagine this? Like, I just, every time I see something from it, I'm like, imagine if this was like your family. It kind of is like our family. I know, but like on national television and everybody has an opinion and people are dragging you and I just, it's so... But she has, when I say what she has done to her career... Oh yeah, it's it's gone. Oh my God. There isn't, I haven't come across a a single like random TikTok, like Instagram, Facebook post that is in support of that woman. Yeah, I think she, I think she has, I think she's destroyed her career. She's um, like she's so dangerous. There's a video footage. She took out a restraining order. She got a restraining order against him, right. and it was like, I don't know what's it like. Debt. It was given to her. So yeah. they were like, yeah. What's that? What's the word? Granted. Granted. It was granted. And he had to stay hundred meter, hundred meters away from her at all time. Right. Okay. That was the restraining order. And on the same day she took out the restraining order, and um, it was granted. She went to find him in the hotel he was staying in. And showed up at his room. Why? And recorded the entire thing. Why? Like, I've, like, honestly, I, like, and she was like, I just want you to hug me. And he was like, You just took out a restraining order. She took a restraining order out and told everybody I was beating you. Like, get the fuck out of here. And then she was like, Can I just, I'm really tired. Can I just sleep in your bed? No. And he had, he got up out of his, like the whole thing's recorded. And she records, he says to her, are you recording this? And she's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, why? What What the fuck? Oh yeah, no, okay. Um, And so she <laughs> gets into his bed and he gets out of his bed and goes into the sitting room of this hotel he's staying in. And she goes to sleep in his bed. She sleeps for the night and he sits in the sitting room sobbing. What the fuck is going on? Um, and he's like, I can't, like, if I leave, she follows me. And if I leave, or if I get her, if I want to get her away from me, like, call the police. She's going to tell that I breached the yeah. restraining order. It's like, I it's honestly, like, oh, the whole thing is mess. just fucking insane. It's insane. In, like, oh, and this is so much more common than I think people realize. Like, this sort of toxicity is so common in people in relationships and people that should not be anywhere near each other. Here, I didn't know Ozzy Osbourne was riding loads of women behind Sharon. How did you not know that? Recently. Yeah. Okay. 
I saw an interview with her the other day. A random interview was on Instagram. Oh, she don't her face. Or her face and bits. But she was like, uh, yeah, he was, I, she, how she got it out of him was he took sleeping pills and, and she then put she more drugged her, She drugged him. It's another toxic relationship. And then she was like, did you, who were the women? And he told her. Yeah. More than one. Yeah. She he was sleeping with her hairdresser. <laughs> like his dick doesn't work. Sorry. No. Now I'm just going to say, that man's penis. He's taken fire. Does not work. Um, he was sleeping with their hairdresser. Remember I, Kelly Osbourne I knew put about their that. mobile, I knew about mobile that, number But I didn't know that there was like various Yeah, women. like a slew of women. Is she still with them? I think so, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. But like, no. Sharon Osbourne is fucking crazy. That entire family. I always say, Osbournes, the Kardashians, there's so many of those famous families that I'm like, they are scumbag bags off the road you that were given money. money. Yeah. They are the family up the road that you're like, no they're fighting again but they have money yeah literally that's all they are yeah. trash um, I did used to love the Osbournes but I watch the Osbournes all the time Osbournes is not my favourite in show. hindsight you're like oh they were all on drugs you yeah, know they're all insane they are all fucked like, like one of my favourite episodes where she throws the ham over an extra neighbours oh, yeah. and she's like your wife's can it <laughs> like they're insane yeah they're not well like all of them you can tell I think Jack's probably the most normal out of the fucking whole I think them. the girl who's not involved at a Oh yeah, they have a another kid. Alison, isn't it? No idea, but she's not involved. Yeah. She was like, "No, give me the money, leave me alone." Yeah, smart girl. Um, she's smart lady. And doesn't Ozzy have an English son? Yes, he has another family in England. Um, who's a hairdresser? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Madness. It is madness. Anyway, All of those famous. Those ones are mental. Famous people, they get money, they think they can do whatever they want. You fucking can't. Yeah. Remember, she took a shit in Tiffany boxes and sent them to people. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like she's nuts. Like shitting nuts. Sending your human feces, feces, somebody is a prerequisite yeah, to like, for like psychopath behavior. Red flag. Red, red flag, flag. Red flag. And then she was like massively racist then. And my favourite one is the episode where um he comes out of his like little room that he had under the stairs and he's like, Somebody somebody stole my beer. Somebody's and she goes, I think you're the beer thief. <laughs> <laughs> like they're a mess. They're a mess. No, darling. No, darling. No. You drink your own beer. I think uh, who would steal the beer, Ozzy? <laughs> who would steal the beer? <laughs> Like he's so fucked in that entire thing, like out of his mind. I, I, do you know what I always like when I used to watch Osborne's? I people you like no. the storyline was that he was clean. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. That man was on so many drugs, copious amounts of drugs, so many fucking drugs. Like, okay, should we do this story? Attention, feminists! Murder most Irish merchandise available now from Teespring.com. Plain, boring old teas getting you down? Hey, buddy, does your huddy scream fuddy-duddy? Spruce up your wardrobe with brand new and improved MMI apparel exclusively from teespring.com. Don't be a mug? Buy one of ours. Like to steal things? Conceal your identity at the local shop and go with a kooky face mask. Be the swingingest crazy bag lady on the block with our organic totes. Murder most Irish merchandise at teespring.com for all your Murder feminist needs. Teespring.com is a third-party company. All stock manufacturing, purchases and refunds are handled exclusively by them. Any queries should be directed to www.teespring.com. This story contains mentions of very, 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 very extreme violence towards a woman, like horrific. Um, and also mentions of a body being burned in a car. It was not your thing. Please don't listen because it's horrible. Um, 
yeah so it's not it's nasty um if that's not your thing don't listen to if any you don't episode, like listening to car women people's bodies being burned in cars uh what's wrong with you and also don't listen to any other episodes don't to any other episodes uh my references are the independent the wexford hub the independent mens rea episode 108 i believe uh the irish times uh the journal tons of articles from the independent which i will link in the episode notes Oh, and that's it. Okay, so just after 4pm on the 9th of October 2009, two men walked across Cod's Lane in County Wexford. As they turned towards their destination, they noticed large blooms of smoke that were coming from a blue opal Corsa that was parked on the road. As the fire began to to intensify, the men called the emergency services. Burned out cars are generally not an unusual sight in towns and cities in Ireland. And as onlookers gathered, the presumption was that this was just a stolen car or a car taken for a joyride that was then set on fire. The truth, however, would be much more horrific than anyone in the small village of Clonard could imagine. Yeah, like burned out cars are a normal thing, but not 4pm of the day. Clonard. Clonard. I'm going to Wexford. I wouldn't, wouldn't be a normal thing in Wexford. Would oh it? yeah, fucking yeah. Wexford is it? Yeah. So Gardy and the fire brigade arrived within minutes of the call. As soon as the fire was extinguished, Gardy began their invest- investigation of the car. The passenger seats and driver seats were empty, but when they opened the boot, they came across a body wrapped in what seemed to be a blanket. The area was immediately cordoned off and became an active crime scene. The body was in the in the, was boot. In the boot, so they looked went into the car thinking maybe the was like somebody was might they were afraid somebody might be in the front or the back like there was passengers but there wasn't but when they opened the boot they saw a body in the boot. Oh God. As news of the gruesome discovery spread throughout the village, locals worried that the body could be someone they knew, a family member or a friend. By six p.m. that Sunday evening, one family's worst fears would come true as the person in the boot was named as thirty-year-old mother of two, Rebecca French. Rebecca's family began to worry early Friday morning as Rebecca had gone for a drink on Thursday night, leaving her daughters with her mother, Nancy. When Rebecca did not answer her phone on Friday morning, Nancy became concerned. Her concern grew as she heard murmurings of a woman's body having been found dead in the car. Oh, God. Fucking terrifying. Uh, So just a little bit about Rebecca. Rebecca and her family were from Maudlinton in County Wexford and Rebecca had spent her entire life in the county. Rebecca's mother, Nancy, described her as an innocent person who saw the good in everybody. Rebecca came from a large family with eight siblings. Madness. Good Catholics. Her sisters, Tina, Eileen, Patricia, Anne and Rachel, and her brothers, Peter, George and Walter. They sound like the Brady Munch. Say them again. Tina, Eileen, Patricia, Anne, Rachel, Peter, George and Walter. Well, Walter was one of the Brady Bunch. No, Walter was one of the Waltons. Yes. So Rebecca's father, a fisherman, had died years before Rebecca's tragic death. So Rebecca was the baby of the family, born later in life for Nancy and her husband. Her siblings doted on her, buying her clothes and taking her to roller discos. So Rebecca loved dancing as a child and took part in lip-syncing competitions in Dolphin's Barn. Oh, fuck yeah. Nancy said Rebecca was a beautiful baby, quote, when she was nine months old, she won the Farley's Baby Competition in Dunwera. I don't know what that is, but sure, that must be. Farley's make rusks. Your baby, they make biscuits. Your baby sexy or dandy with baby. Do you have a sexy you have baby? A sexy baby? So Rebecca sexy lo- babies! <laughs> Rebecca loved music, her favourite artist being Bob Marley and makeup and hair and all that stuff. Oh, so she sounds a- lovely. At the age of 17, Rebecca moved to London. 17! Wow. To study and gain a diploma in special needs care for children. And then I just have in parentheses, Rebecca told her mother she moved to London specifically to meet Ziggy Marley. 
which Aww. sounds like something I possibly would have done when I was 17 if I, I wasn't Marley Lisa that was married to Lauren, Lauren Hill. Hill. Rebecca had I was o- going to call her Lauren Thompson. <laughs> Rebecca had already gained a diploma in beauty therapy from Enniscorthy Vocational College and her dream was to open her own salon eventually. So why is she doing a special needs thing? To meet sick and the only reason? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> right. So whilst in London, at the age of 20, Rebecca became pregnant with her. Is became pregnant is the correct way to say that? Because I feel like fell pregnant sounds um, slightly negative. I fell pregnant. Is became pregnant okay? I don't, I haven't thought about it. I You're making know. me think about okay, words. Okay, sorry. I, no, I when you think know. about like words yeah. sometimes and you're like, where'd that come from? Yeah, I just Like fork. Know. Fork, 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 fork. Say it like a hundred times a go. We get that thing. There's a word for that. I can't remember what it is. But yeah. So she became pregnant with her first child, a little girl she named Tia. Rebecca and Tia remained in London for two more years. Ziggy's child. Ziggy's baby. Before returning to Ireland where Rebecca became pregnant again with another daughter she named Kaya. Kaya, K-A-Y-A-H. Kaya, Kaya, Kaya. A-Y-A-H. Kaya. Kaya. Yeah. Rebecca was incredibly close to her daughters and Nancy said her entire family was torn apart the day they learned what had happened to Rebecca. Quote, Rebecca loved life. She loved music and she loved dancing. She would turn up the radio in the kitchen and dance around with the two girls. So the Guardi began inquiries immediately after the discovery of Rebecca's body. They were tipped off to a house, 17 Ardnadara, in an affluent part of Clonard. The Gardaí had been informed that a person who lived at this dress had, address had been seen walking away from the burning car earlier that day. So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. the house was known to the Gardaí with one local stating that uh, they were, quote, suspicious of the comings and goings in that house. So there's only one house in the, in a, on the street where you're like, some shit's going on there. So at 5.45... I don't know that, but because I think it's my house. <laughs> at 5.45pm, same day, Gardaí questioned six people in that house and subsequently... Four men and two women were arrested. How many people are in this house? Loads of people. Gardy were still unaware of what exactly happened to Rebecca and they waited the results of Rebecca's autopsy. Dr. Mary Cassidy was called to the scene of Rebecca's death and then carried out the post-mortem on the body the following day. The details of how Rebecca died were harrowing and frightening. Rebecca had died following an incredibly violent assault. Although Rebecca's remains were severely charred, Dr. Cassidy found, quote, four irregular lacerations which were overlying separate depressed fractures in her skull. The injuries were sufficient enough to have caused her death. The damage to Rebecca's skull was done by blunt force with an object. So severe was the, uh, sorry, were the, was the attack on her skull, it would have had to have been like repeated over and over and over again because whatever way that her skull was broken it was like constantly yeah, in different Mary Cassidy ways was like you would have to like go at that there's no way you could just like hit someone twice and it's done she was like that girl was like hit, hit repeatedly. repeatedly um five of Rebecca's ribs were, had been broken Jesus consistent with stomping and kicking it's horrible how this girl died. She had defensive wounds on her arms and hands as well as lacerations on her face which were caused by punching. So she bruises under her Jesus. eyes. Jesus. Like, it's horrible. Probably the most shocking finding was that Dr. Cassidy could not say for certain whether Rebecca was alive or dead when she was placed in the boot of the oh car. Oh my God. And it was satellite. No evidence of suffocation was found in Rebecca's lungs. Oh God. This may have been due to the fire damage. However, they don't think so. Rebecca's hands and legs were bound with cable ties and a blue plastic bag was placed over her head. Dr. Cassidy believed the bag was used to collect blood from Rebecca's wounds and not to suffocate her. So obviously what had happened is the wound was really bad and they were trying to stop getting the blood everywhere in the house. 
So large amounts of alcohol were found in Rebecca's toxicology report along with methamphetamines. So she was on crystal meth. So Dr. Cassidy said Rebecca died a traumatic, violent death. So as Gardy had now received Rebecca's post-mortem report, they knew she had been murdered and then obviously placed on the car. Almost 100 members of the Gardy were posted to the case with extensive searches done on the area the car was found, as well as door-to-door inquiries. The usual. It's Hello. the Gardy. I have, a man we have was, some questions. A man was mur- I don't know if he's murdered or he's stabbed. Yeah, I think he did die. Was a man murdered in our road. Oh, really? Yeah, like many, 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 many moons ago. And it's, they come to your house? Yeah, I remember to see anything? frying a bleeding... It was Sunday morning. I was doing a Sunday, like, fry. Yeah. And a knock came to the door and I went out and I was in my fucking house coat and everything. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's awful. And, and you're like, like uh, did you no, hear anything? Didn't see anything, didn't hear anything. And you know what? We didn't hear a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's... That's frequent that people don't hear shit. Not a thing. Okay, so as the Gardaí tried to piece together Rebecca's movements on the day she was murdered, they also honed in on number 17, Ardnadara, as they believed she was murdered in that property. Her body was then placed in the car and her murderer or murderers drove it to Cod's Lane before setting it on fire. So on Sunday the 11th of October, two women who had been arrested were released without any charges. Okay. However, two men appeared in Wexford District Court. They were charged with the murder of Rebecca French. Jesus. The two men were named as 25-year-old Ruslanus Minikas and 27-year-old Ricardos Dillis, both of who lived at 17 Ardnadara and were Lithuanian nationals. As the two men were moved to Cloverhill Prison, two more men, Patrick O'Connor and Peter Pasiak, were brought before the court under the charge of impeding the prosecution. Patrick and Peter then joined them in Cloverhill. So they arrested two men for murder and then they arrested two men for when like you were trying to stop us finding out about this and you were impeding the case. So there's four of them now okay. arrested. Patrick, a 40 year old man, was the owner of 17 Ardnadara and upon his arrest told the guardy that he quote did not want anything to happen in his house. So they were like no happening. He was like I didn't want nothing to happen in my house. Also he is related to the people that built this massive estate. Oh okay. Like super wealthy people and they built this estate and he obviously got the house because he knows them so on the 14th of October Rebecca French's family issued a statement criticising the media in the portrayal of Rebecca as the press spoke to various locals Manny mentioned that 17 Ardnadara was a house synonymous with drug dealing and drug use the family stressed that Rebecca had no involvement with illegal drug use they told the Independent that much of what had been said about Rebecca was, quote, untrue and inaccurate. They went on to say, quote, Rebecca was a devoted, loving mother to two beautiful children, a wonderful sister and a very considerate daughter. So, so how did she get the meth in her system? They were pissed. They were like, stop talking about our daughter or like our child or our sister or our family member and the way they were talking about her, you're making her out to be something that she's And were not. they only talking about, like, were they talking about her having like a party life or like they were what just were the about, like? I think it's when the post-mortem came out and the methamphetamines were mentioned I think they kind of just clung to that also there were stories of her having an alcohol addiction which is mentioned in the trial so things like that were being brought to light plus people in Wexford can't can't seem to shut their fucking mouths and were loving talking about her okay you know that way so so Gardy continued to appeal for any information the public may have on Rebecca's murder so one week after Rebecca's funeral the Gardy made a fifth arrest 
Jesus. 25-year-old Helen Connors with an address of Belvedere Grove in Wexford. She was brought before the court and charged with impeding the prosecution and apprehension of a suspect. So she was brought before the court for what those other two guys were brought before. Bail was denied for Helen Connors as they believed her to be a flight risk. So she knew people in England. So they were like, we're not giving her bail because she's going to fuck off to England. So... One year after Rebecca's murder on October 7th, 2010, the trial began. Were all these people in prison for a whole year? All in prison. Although five people had been arrested, the trial would only focus on the two men charged with Rebecca's murder, Ruslanis Minikas and Ricardo Stillis. So they were just the two that the trial was focusing on currently. I'm going to guess. Go on. That they just got focused on because they're foreign nationals. Probably. Yeah. So a jury of seven men and five women were sworn in with Mr. Justice Barry White presiding. Yay! He's better white. He's doing a shake. (laughs) He's always right. Both men pleaded, pled, pleaded not guilty to Rebecca's murder, but guilty to a lesser charge of impeding the prosecution. They love this impeding the prosecution. I'm mad about it. The court heard that when Gardy attended 17 Ardnadara, they discovered remnants of cable ties, rubber gloves, and pieces of women's jewellery in the ashes of the fireplace. And that's verbatim from the wexfordhub.com. So they were like burning stuff. They also noted that a seat cover had been removed and recently placed in the wash. Upon examination of some furniture in the house, the forensic team found specks of Rebecca's blood. Oh, okay. Guard Jason Lynch, who was heading towards the scene on the day the car was found, told the court he saw four men heading towards Ardnadara. When the guardie called to Patrick O'Connor's house in Ardnadara on the evening of the 9th of October on an unrelated matter... Oh. So they went there being like, we have to actually go speak to this guy about something totally different. They found Ruslanis Minikas and Ricardo Stillis sitting at O'Connor's kitchen table. Neither men were wearing trousers or shoes and the washing machine was running. It was then that the guardy noticed bloodstained clothing. What a fucking... Yeah. What? So the defence believed the blunt force trauma that had caused such horrific injuries to Rebecca was carried out using golf clubs. Jesus. The clubs were found in the property and Rebecca's blood was also found on them. Dr. What the Ca- fuck? Yeah. Dr. Cassidy read out the results of Rebecca's postmortem as Rebecca's devastated family openly wept in the courtroom. A neighbour who lived close to number 17 told the court that the house did not have a great reputation in the area, that there always seemed to be something going on. He mentioned that on October 9th, 2009, he saw a blue Opal Corsa drive into the house's driveway with two women in the front. He said that later he saw the same car leaving the house, this time with a man driving erratically. Okay. That evening, the neighbour told the court that he saw four men then walking back to number 17. He thought it odd as he recognised that one of the men had been driving the blue car, but the car was now nowhere to be seen. Mm. So on October 18th, 2010, uh, wait, hear this. This is going to piss you off. So on October 18th, during the trial, 2010, the jury arrived to court only to be told by Justice Barry White that their services were no longer required and they were discharged. What? I'm turning the page. The DPB had withdrawn the murder charge. Due to a legal mistake, the trial was now over. Sorry. When Ruslanis Minikas and Ricardo Stillas were arrested, it turns out they were intoxicated. The guardie called for a doctor to certify that both men were okay for questioning or not. The doctor told the guardie that because the two men were drunk, they were not in any fit state to be questioned. 
He then specified the two men could be questioned in the AM. So he just wrote AM on the thing. From the Wexford Hub, this is direct. However, by writing AM instead of specifying an exact time, it meant that the precise requirements of the Criminal Justice, Justice Amendment Bill 2009 had not been met. This in turn meant the men's detention past 11.45pm was deemed to be unconstitutional. As a result, the prosecution team were forced to enter a nulli prosecute and willing to pursue. What the fuck? So because of this... Done. Rebecca's family broke down in tears as Justice White told them there would be no charges of murder brought toward brought forward in Rebecca's case. At all? At all. No charges of murder. None. Their constitutional rights were taken away from them. So in December 2010, Ruslanis Minikas and Ricardus Dillis pled guilty to the lesser charge of attempting to get rid of and destroying her remains after certain statements they made during guard interviews could not be used against them. Are you fucking shitting me? Yep. The two men, along with Patrick O'Connor and Piotr Pasika, also pled guilty to implending the prosecution. So no one was charged with murder? Nope. During this trial, Rebecca's family gave their impact statement. Rebecca's sister, Rachel, read the statement, which Justice Barry White called offensive and inappropriate. Rachel called the accused animals and stated that her sister received no justice. She didn't. She also said, quote... People with criminal records in their own country should never be allowed to live among us. Okay, well, no, that is offensive. She also called anyone who has a criminal record entering Ireland inhuman. Yeah, that is offensive. The family thanked the Gardaí, who they said had been amazing, and then they went on to criticise Justice Barry White. How could the Gardaí be amazing when they didn't didn't do their their job? So, leave Justice Barry White alone. Justice White was concerned that after hearing the statement, it may appear he was influenced by it. He said that the statement crossed the line into prejudicial and any sentence he handed down may now seem unfair. So this is from the Irish examiner verbatim. He said there might be a perception that he he had been influenced by the comments of the French family, some of which he branded as xenophobic and added that justice must be seen to be done. Justice White went to put the case back one month to send the victim impact statement to the DPP for them to, to decide if it was acceptable or if he himself should just stand down from the case. The DPP were like, you're fine. They decided he could continue as the judge of the case. But like fair play to him to be like, it kind of would look like if that after them reading them st- that statement and he was like, you're guilty, that people would be like, well, they only got said, he only said they were guilty because she was like, you know, we shouldn't be letting people in here. You know, that kind of mentality. So that's obviously why I did it. So the sentencing went ahead on December 10th. Once again, this sentencing is not for murder. They had nothing to do with murder. Judge White called the men's actions, quote, despicable. Then that the men showed no respect towards Rebecca after she died. Quote, you disposed of her body in a manner not befitting an animal. In my view, 10 years is an inadequate as a maximum punishment for this type of offence, but I am bound by the law. Yes, no precedent. Like, I don't, people, Irish law has like set time, like sentences. Amount, sentences. So like there's nothing, his hands are tied hands here. Are tied. He told the men that if he could hand down a 30 year sentence, he would. All four were sentenced to 10 years in prison with the last two years suspended. Because they'd served time. Because they gave four, four, entered four guilty pleas. So they were like, right, we have to take that on board. Justice White went on to say that one or more of the four men were guilty for the brutally savage murder of Rebecca French. So he was acknowledging, I know you did this. 
but they were enjoying a presumption of innocence. Quote, it seems to me there is little, if any, room for distinguishing between the four of you. Barry White was getting, he was reading them for filth. White told the court that three foreign, the three foreign men were to return to their own countries on completion of their sentences and not to return to the jurisdiction. Can you do that? Apparently. If they're part of the European Union. Apparently. All four men showed no reaction or remorse throughout the entire trial. So they never said anything? No. Didn't give a fuck. In June of 2012, so remember the girl that I was telling you was arrested, Helen Connors? Her trial began. Okay. It was put forward that Miss Connors disposed of and attempted to destroy evidence with the intent to impede the prosecution of others she believed were guilty of the offence of murder. During her trial at the Central Criminal Court, Miss Connors gave a personal account of what happened to Rebecca French on October 9th, 2009. And this is really detailed and absolutely fucking horrific. And these people are fucking scum that did this to her. She told the court that six people had been drinking in number 17 Ardnamara when an argument broke out between Ricardo Stillis and Rebecca. The argument soon became physical and very violent. Helen told the court that Dillis started to punch Rebecca in the face. What? When Rebecca t- threatened to tell the guardie what Dillis had done, he called the other men into the kitchen to talk. Connor said she told Helen, or so Connor said she told Rebecca, quote, I asked her to stop provoking Ricardus because she kept getting him, getting hit in the face. I said, stop what you're at or you're going to be killed by them. So she kept like antagonizing him and hitting him back. Which she, which she should have done. So Helen described Dillis as, quote, mad and paranoid and that she was terrified of what would happen next. Miss Connors said she could hear the men talking in the kitchen with Dillis saying over and over again, gloves, gloves, gloves. The men exited the kitchen. Their hands are, they have like uh, gloves in their hands. And one of them locked the front door. What? It was then that all four began a violent attack on Rebecca. Patrick O'Connor sprayed CS gas in Rebecca's face. What's CS gas? I have no idea. I thought it was like the... Is it the stuff you put into lighters? Maybe. And Dillis kicked Rebecca in the head, knocking her to the floor. He then grabbed a golf club and began began repeatedly hitting her over the head. The four men continued their assault on Rebecca as she lay helpless on the floor and she was being punched and kicked. Helen said, quote, They all had a go attacking her. They were intent on killing her. Jesus! After the assault had finished, Patrick O'Connor told Helen to burn the rubber, rubber gloves they were wearing. She had, uh, she said one of the men checked for Rebecca's pulse and could not find one. So she was dead. But I don't know if she was dead. Also, these people were all on meth. All of them were on meth. So when, I, I, was, like, when I was reading this, people were like, why, why? Because they're on meth. They're tweaking. Meth is a fucking crazy drug. Like people do the craziest shit on meth. I saw that Louis Theroux documentary. I saw too. Helen said she was terrified for her life and cleaned the scene as she was instructed to do. Quote, I was terrified and was sure I was about to be killed myself. When questioned as, as to whether she had assaulted Rebecca, she told the court the men instructed her to hit Rebecca with the golf club. She said she swung it, but she was drunk and hit Peter by, by accident. So they were like trying to get her in on it. It's so bizarre. They then told her to kick Rebecca and that she had given her, quote, two poxy kicks into her chest. God forgive me, I didn't want to do it. I was told to kick her. They held me while I kicked her. I thought I'd be killed if I didn't. What the fuck is going on in this house? Meth. Meth. 
Helen told the court that it's she... It's like a scene from Funny Games. It's insane. Helen told the court that she had held Rebecca's hand before cleaning up her blood. Oh. When Helen was asked why she didn't leave the house or call the guardie, she told the court she was terrified of leaving and was afraid that the men were going to follow her and kill her. Because she saw everything. I wouldn't be surprised. Helen told the court that she had asked the guardie to put her into witness protection as she feared the men would think she was a rat and, quote, put a bullet in my head. So on June 15th, Helen Connors was found not guilty and acquitted of all charges. So they just dropped it. Rebecca's family said they are as happy as they can be with the outcome of Rebecca's case. Although some justice was done, no one will ever be prosecuted for the murder of Rebecca French. Ever. What year was this? 2009. So are all these men out? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, by now, yeah. But they're all gone. Gone back home. Apart from Patrick O'Connor, he's still here. But I couldn't find anything about him. But the guardie were like, because we don't, we know who did this and we don't have any other suspects, we have to close the case. And no one will ever, ever be prosecuted for her murder. Jesus Christ! So our family are sitting there going, we, we know, and even Justice White was like, I know you did this. But because this fucking AM thing happened, I cannot prosecute you. Why would they call it? Do- like, why would, a do- why would a doctor not follow the instruction of the law? He just wrote AM. Didn't specify a time, didn't give a time, and you're only allowed to be held for, I think, is it eight hours at a time before it kicks back in again? Yeah. So because that wasn't done properly, they were like, you interviewed drunk men and then didn't give them enough time. Why isn't there like... <sighs> it just, I couldn't imagine being like, we have the people that did this. We know they did it. And because a doctor wrote AM on a piece of paper, paper. they're getting eight, eight years a piece. They could have been out sooner. I can't find anything on them. That's fucking insane. That's and also insane. Those two men, those the uh, the two guys that we were talking about, that they were carried it out. Even though they all carried it out, yeah. Um, they had one of them had massive amounts of criminal records, like in Ireland for like violence and assault and all this stuff. So he was well known to the guardy. The other chap didn't. The Dillis guy that attacked her first, he didn't have a criminal record. Which is so bizarre. You but then, just hadn't have been caught in it. Yeah, but then I was like, when I was reading it, I was like, why would someone do this? And then when they were like, she had methamphetamines in her body, I was like, oh. And then some people that worked in the local shop were, gave evidence at, at her trial. And they said that on the day that she, this all happened, she had been in a shop with a, with a girl, which who I presume was Helen Connors. And they were like shoplifting alcohol. Oh. And then she'd gone to a little and she tried to shoplift alcohol again. You know... So I think a lot of shit was going on, but that does not excuse what happened, that girl. And it just almost seemed like people were trying to find an excuse as to why she was bludgeoned to death by four men mm. with golf clubs. That's such so a basically violent fucking end danced your- on her head. 30 years of age. She has two children. One is eight and one is 12. Like? Like th- their mom is gone. Like it's horrific. And then obviously her family were very upset about the way the media portrayed her, which I get. Because their daughter just died. Their sister just died. And not only did she die, she was fucking massacred. Yeah. By four dudes who got eight years apiece and walked away. But here's that thing. Remember the model that died of the cocaine overdose? Yes. And people were like, this beautiful model. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And we're going to prosecute the D 
dealer. Do you, and it was all over the sun. Do you yeah. remember? And they were, like, they were know, mad into do that. Do you know the dealer? Have you met this dealer? He may have sold her drugs. They were like, and, and her drugs were laced. But this we thing, think someone tried to kill her. It's like the prettier you are, the more they want to bring your case. But to then justice. this poor girl so who died, like, was murdered. Yeah. It's like the um, the papers are like, and she was on meth, and she was. Stealing yeah. alcohol. And it's like, it doesn't... It doesn't really it doesn't fucking matter. matter. It doesn't fucking matter what she was doing. None of that Under no circumstances. The fact that she's been fucking beaten, beaten to, to death, death like by four men. Dark, and Cassie another woman in the room is like... Had to witness it. And was I was so afraid. Was like... Like you said, funny games. It's like funny when I was reading that part where they were like, they held her and were like, kick her. Yeah. That's funny games. I was like, what is happening? And then she was like, please, I need to get like... I need to get away from here because they're going to kill, kill me. me. Um, and that happened in 2009. Thank you so much, Men's Ray. Actually, I was trying to find a case to do when I was going through uh, the Men's Ray website and I found that one and I was like, holy fuck, that's very dark. I didn't know that this happened. It's insane. Um, insane. Absolutely crazy. Oh, actually, the lady that, uh, whose name, I can't even remember her name. I'm terrible. What's the lady that does Men's Ray? What's her name? Anyway, that lovely lady. She was diagnosed with ADHD this year. <gasps> was she? She was. I was like, everybody in my life has ADHD. Apparently, <laughs> diagnoses of ADHD are higher in adults than they are in children at present. It makes sense, I think, because especially for our generation. My mom taught I was like, having, like, someone told me I was going to die of a, like, brain yeah. disorder. But also I think... She was like, why didn't I know? <laughs> also why didn't our, I tell? Maybe I'm wrong, but our parents, uh, my mother's generation, were not people for... No, therapy it's just you're both. and psychology and you're both oh, she's fine she's just that's, that's the way she is and I'm like I remember no, my school severe ADHD after like, Michaela my school were like like we'll get therapy for Sarah for free and they were like no and my mum took me out of school and moved me to Clondalkin and was like I don't want no people knowing our business and then people wonder why adults our age are getting yeah. diagnosed with ADHD I was like, and, other and then I was taught I can't remember what it was but like some class where we talked about do like a dream study and I was like writing about my like dreams and I was writing about the fact that like I walk and talk in my sleep yeah. and this like sure sign of trauma uh, SPHE teacher rang my mum and was like hey this has come up in a class and we think we could offer Sarah help to help her deal with the fact that she isn't sleeping properly yeah. because the fact that she's up and walking around and talking in her she's sleep she's not sleeping that's not sleep yeah and my mum was like no I don't want her involved isn't it fucking crazy and all because she didn't want me to be like my sister's a heroin addict. All these awful things like, that happened in my life and I don't know what to um, do or how to deal oh, with That's it. the whole reason. But then that's, as I'm saying, like that's why when we're at this age getting diagnosed, like I was just diagnosed with body dysmorphia. I'm 38. You definitely have ADHD. He has ADHD. Mm-hmm. We're not getting diagnosed because our parents were like, ah, that's just the way they are. Yeah. They're climbing the walls, but it's fine. Yeah. Like, and I know so many people my age who parents, whose parents are exactly like that. Like the shame. The shame. shame the shame. My, when, I, when I went to therapy after having Lily, my mum was like, you're just talking about me. <laughs> Imagine the narcissism to believe that you're going to therapy to talk about her. I just went to her. Well, the way you've reacted, yeah. <laughs> you uh, fucking stupid bitch. Just uh, go to therapy. Bring your kids to therapy if they need it, lads. I, hopefully our generation is a little bit more Someone's knowing. Everybody. Go get your smear tests. Go get your smear tests. Nikita told me to tell everybody to get the smear tests. Go get your smear tests. It sucks for about five seconds and then you move on with your life. Just get it done. I have to get one actually soon, I think. Yeah. I'll do it for you now. (laughs) Away you go. Give us that thing. Have at it. Give us that. 
and I'll have a look. Um, yeah. But yeah, go, do, do get, get your smear test. I know, and you know what? I am the type of person that I worry about smear tests because I don't worry about getting the smear test. I worry about the results of the smear test. Like getting the smear test, I'm like, whatever, okay, it's uncomfortable for a few seconds and it's fine. But I'm like, oh, the results, the results, the results. I don't worry about anything. No, you don't. I'd love to be like you. I imagine if we did like a Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday? Just... Yeah, but our brains would be traumatized. <laughs> our brains wouldn't swap. You'd still feel the same way, but you'd be in my body. How do I swap brains with you? I don't know. Like, what's that? Uh, what's the Steve Martin movie? Oh, the man with two brains. The man with two brains. That's what you want. That's what I want. Not a Freaky Friday. No, I would like a Freaky Friday though. Do you oh, remember no, the remake no. of the Freaky Friday? Because I love the original. Yeah, Freaky the Friday. one with um, Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's the original. Yeah, that's the original. And the yeah. remake is uh, Lindsay Lohan. I think it's really good. And what's what's your one oh, name? Not again. <laughs> Every time this woman comes up. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Every time. We've done... This is about the third time we've forgotten this woman's name. I know. We're terrible people. Is it something... Lewis? J- Lee? J- Lee? Lee? Who her knows? mother I know who her mother is who? her mother is Janet Lee I know who her mother is and I can't think of her Jamie Lee Curtis Jamie Lee Curtis her father is Richard Curtis yes. no they're the Curtis guys oh my god anyway yeah that's a great movie um, I really like that movie do you know what other movie I liked and I don't care I will stand with this 17 again great movie 17 again I've never seen I it I love a body swap movie 17 again uh, that chap that was in that movie <laughs> um, <laughs> Zac Efron that's the one I love that movie I think that movie's hilarious um, look at this this time last year I was on Donna Bay Beach <gasps> look at that weather and it was roasting now. beautiful you know where else is going to be roasting New York New York City baby we're going to New York City wait you see now on Saturday we're like hey, we couldn't go because this happened wait you see I'm such a negative cunt I'm terrified of these customs fuckers I hate them because the last time I went I got fucking questioned about you for about 15 minutes I know look at Zidi's brows oh shit Look at her poor little brows. Oh, she's so cute though. Isn't she? Look at her. She Doesn't that look like a lazy elf coat? It does. Uh, Keelan, so we cute. love your little baby. Oh, the little baby baby. The little um, baby, baby Anyway. Baby. Listen, have, everybody, a, have a nice week. Have a nice uh, week. Be nice to yourself. If you want to be entertained, watch the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard uh, course. Also, watch the Gay Pirates. Please, I'm asking oh, you to all watch the Gay God, Pirates. If you actually want to be entertained, watch Takawaiti's Instagram videos oh God, today. That's on tour. <laughs> um, uh, it made me laugh. And, and we're going to vlog. My husband, uh, my husband's, watch my husband's Instagram stories. Yeah. Watch my husband's Instagram Do you find story. him attractive in the Instagram stories? Yes, yeah, so no, yes. I find him fully attractive at all times. <laughs> what, did he, what did he say? He cheated on his wife. Shut up, Colin. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody have a lovely week. And Colin's blonde now. Colin is blonde. This episode is called... Colin, Colin is, is blonde. blonde. Write that down before I forget it. Um, but yes. Okay, goodbye. We're going to New York. Bye. Because <laughs> we're leaving on a jet plane. Bye. Be a fashion. Be a fashion. Be a fashion. Irish is leaving. Most Irish is leaving. Most Irish is leaving on a holiday this evening. Gonna get something to eat. Time. Mexican food would be sweeter. We might get some platitas, but we don't want no. Fun.
Oh, sorry, are you Sean Connery?